Hey everyone, my name is Chad Van Handel. I'm the Chief Lending Officer at Unison Credit Union. Welcome to another edition of the You Talk Podcast Real Estate Edition. Today, we're very excited to have Amanda Furman here in the studio. Amanda, in addition to being a realtor, is also a real estate investor. I think you're going to get a lot from this story, so we're really excited to dive in. And without further ado, Amanda, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me today. I think the best place to start is um, really just kind of talk about how, how you got started in real estate and when you decided you wanted to make real estate your career. Um, so I am a teacher by education. Um, I went to college and got my degree in education and um, history, Broadfield Social Studies. And then um, shortly into that, I had my first child and I knew I wanted to stay home. So I stayed home, um, had two more children and raised them. Um, was home for almost 11 years and then just really knew that I needed something else um, in, in life. I mean, I enjoyed my time home, but just was ready for something else. So um, I have a, my cousin's husband is a realtor and he has been telling me for years, you need to get into real estate, you'd be great at it and you know, you have a big network. Um, so when I decided I wasn't gonna stay at home anymore, I made a list of things I wanted to do. Nice. Um, number one on the list was a nurse. So signed up for nursing school, um, went my very first day, and I sat there and thought, I cannot do this for another four years. <laughs> so I quit. And I have not quit anything in sure. my life except for that. <laughs> so next thing on my list was a realtor. And I thought, well, you know, all in, it's going to cost me $1,500 to start my own business. Sure. If I sell one house and I decide, you know, I, this is not for me, I'm going to break even, you know, and it'll just yep. be the experience. So I took my 72-hour real estate course, and I passed the state of Wisconsin exam, signed on with Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group, right. and it just took off for me. Nice. So so this is about 2017? Yep, the okay. end of 2017, fall. All right, great. Mm -hmm. And so so how did you how did you ramp yourself up then? So you're, so you're into the business, you're, you're with Coldwell, so how, how did you ramp yourself up and really start getting, getting your feet underneath you? So I didn't realize it, but I've kind of been setting myself up to be successful in real estate for my entire life because I'm involved in everything. The word no doesn't really come to my my mouth very easy. So when people say, hey, Amanda, will you be part of PTO? Yeah, sure. Hey, Amanda, do you want to? Yeah, sure. So um, I coached three different youth sports with my kids growing up and, you know, just had a huge network of parents. Um, and from my teaching days, too, if people trust you with their children, sure. they're probably going to trust you with just about everything. Um, I have a large family, and just with my group of friends, neighbors, family, that was my foundation, was, you know, really my network. And then off of that, I started doing a ton of marketing and social media. Great. Yeah, and it wasn't like paid advertisement. Um, I have a series where I go and I interview local small businesses oh, nice. and then give, you know, a gift card to that place for anybody that mentions seeing the video, um, just different things like that. So, yeah, lots of... A lot, lot of hustle, a lot, yep. lot of hard work. That's yep, great. That's exactly. great. So then how soon after that did you decide to, to, to give real estate investing and uh, a shot? Well, from the second that I signed up to be a realtor, it was always in my brain, mm -hmm. but the problem was the, the funds to sure. do it. So my husband and I purchased our first investment property, and now I just got to think for a second. 
Um, I think it was about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Okay. So I'd been in real estate for about two years mm-hmm. at that point. Okay, great. So so again, that was kind of the plan-ish when you started was to, to have rentals and flips and things like that? It wasn't necessarily like a mapped out plan, mm-hmm. but it was like a little seed that was in the back of my head sure. that started sprouting over time as I learned more about real estate. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how did, what was the, what was the real estate market like in 2017? Um. When I started in real estate, I remember people saying, it is such a hot market right now. There's no way home prices can go (laughs) any higher. Um, And then since then, home prices have continued to go up. I mean, exponentially, year after year since 2017 in the Fox Cities, we've been up 6 to 8%. Mm -hmm. And then with interest rates coming down, I mean, it's the perfect storm to just continue you know, the hotness of the market. Right. So were you working with real estate investors in 2017 or was mostly new home buyers and things like that? Um, Mostly it was residential home buyers, Mm -hmm. um, vacant lots. I did a couple commercial properties, Mm -hmm. but primarily 99% of my business was residential real estate. So, so then uh, you start looking at properties and, and did, did you know you wanted, did you do more flipping or was it um, buy and hold or what types of properties there are, are you, did you guys start with then? Um, so our very first property was a flip. Okay. Um, we took out a home equity loan to purchase Great. it and fund the entire renovation. Nice. So um, there is a lot of people that have that cash <laughs> on hand right now where this is really an option for a lot of people that are interested in real estate investing. So we took that home equity loan. Um, I actually had a client um, who is also a friend. Um, their grandmother passed away and three siblings that were, you know, the the inheritance of the property, and they just didn't have the time or means to really mess with it. So we told them, come and get the things that you want out of the house, take whatever you want, we'll buy it as is for cash, and we'll take care of the entire clean out. And that was a huge value to them. Um, And I'm learning that more and more as we get into this, that providing that kind of service to people is huge. Yeah. So um, we bought this little old Cape Cod um, <laughs> in North Appleton, and I think we bought it for about 90. Okay. We put about 30 into it, and at the end of the day, I think we ended up making about 25,000. So it's not those numbers you see on HGTV <laughs> yep, yep. where they're netting 120,000, but still, I mean, that's a pretty good how, chunk how long, of money. Yeah, how long was the process from, from start to finish for you? Um, Well, the plan was three months, but in between there, we ended up listing, selling, and buying a new house and moving. So it did get pushed back a little bit. I think all in, we ended up being about four months. Great. So, so did you know what kind of work needed to be done to the property when you bought it as is or how was that scary at all buying it as is or, or did you feel okay about, about what you're getting? Um, in real estate, we kind of get a trained eye to look mm-hmm. for big problem sure. issues. Now, we can only see what's visible to us. We can't see behind walls and that sort of <laughs> thing. So there is always that you know element of risk, but really you have that anytime sure. in real estate. It was an older house. We knew it would probably need some wiring. So what I kind of did in my head was made a budget and then added on a emergency budget that I knew we'd pretty much have to use at some point. Um, But yeah, that's how I approached it. Great. Did did you have a contractor that you worked with or were were you kind of right in there 
getting getting it done. Oh, we were right in there getting it done. I mean, we I did just about everything um, at the house you. except for like electrical sure. plumbing. That mm-hmm. um, a lot of the cosmetic work, I should say. Um, but my husband, I have a um, uncle who has done some property investing in the past, okay. um, so he helped us out a lot. And then we did general contract um, okay. some items out as well. Good. So, so so did you stay on budget, or how how did the numbers work out for you at the end of the day? Um, we. We were pretty close mm-hmm. to budget on that first one, Good. which is I was pretty impressed yeah. with us. But um, <laughs> yeah, we kind of came in on the top on the top range of our budget. Right. Well, I think the biggest thing is 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 you did that first deal, you got that first experience, and then you start building up that confidence probably to to do more things after that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's you know you don't know what you don't know, and you don't learn it until you really get your hands dirty. Sure. So um, even you know we didn't necessarily make as much money as we had hoped to on it, mm-hmm. but the experience. And the knowledge that we gained was, you know, you can't really put a price tag sure. on that, not to sound cheesy. How, how did you decide, you know, what was too much for, because you were flipping it, how do you decide what was too much for the renovation and, and you know, what, what a buyer wanted versus what was a little bit over overkill? Well, we try to, um, when we do our flips, like our integrity is behind it mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I'm a real estate agent. My name is everywhere. Yeah. Um, when people are purchasing our properties, obviously my name is on the contracts. Yeah. And, you know, there are some people that do flips and just kind of put lipstick on a pig. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We really try yeah. to, you know, have everything how we would do it if we were living there. Sure. Um, so a lot of things is just making sure that your electrical, your plumbing, um, and the big components of the house, furnace, roof, AC, are working. Sure. And then really most of it after that is just cosmetic. And I have a designer's eye. Um, I kind of know how you can improve a property <laughs> without a lot of money. Paint and light fixtures, you would not – I mean, those two – Items alone are so cheap, sure. but they can completely transform a home. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, and again, so if you did you stage did you stage the house or how did you? I mean, in order to sell, sell it as well. So I do minimal staging. Um, you know, I'll put like a bowl of fruit out in the kitchen <laughs> and a cookbook and maybe some utensils. We don't like bring in furniture sure. or anything. Um, right now in this market, you just really don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I'm opposed to it. Uh, maybe in the future market, we will use it. Right. But right now, you just don't need it. How, how did you structure that from a liability standpoint? Was that in your personal names or did you have it in an LLC? Or So we have an LLC, okay. um, Furman Properties. Great. Um, and that's how we, you know, all of our bills and payments came through that. And did you have an attorney that you worked with to get that set up or, or were you able to just kind of do the stuff on your own? I did it on my own. Great. Again, this is a trial and error <laughs> thing and you can really... Everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. Like with YouTube and the internet, if you spend enough time researching, right. you'll figure it out. That's great. So, so how soon after that flip was sold did you say, "Hey, I think we should get back into the market and do another flip"? It was about three months or so okay. later. After that one, so um, we did it over the summer, which is my busiest time in real estate. It's also my family's busiest sure. time. We're big baseball, softball family. Sure. I coach baseball. <laughs> um, so we had said, we are going to take at least a year off after this. <laughs> and then, you know, an opportunity just presented itself um, for a commercial property. Nice. And that our next flip was commercial. Oh wow! Which I never planned on doing. Well, I'd lo- I, let's let's unpack that a little bit. So how did that uh, how did that go for you? 
So um, that one was very interesting. It was actually a church. Okay. Oh, wow. So my husband and I always joke about how, you know, when we're 80 years old, we'll be sitting <laughs> in our rockers and being, remember that one time we owned a church? Um, but it was, it's a little old church in Kimberly, Wisconsin. Um, the congregation was aging for mm-hmm. the church and they just needed to get rid of it. It had no working plumbing. It had mold growing um, in the basement and throughout other areas of the property, and they just needed to get rid of it and get rid of it fast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of talked to them about their options as far as here's what we can list it at, here's what I'm willing to buy it for you at, and I threw out a number, and it was basically like, yeah, we'll take it. So I came home from work (laughs) that day, and I walked in, and I was like, so I think I bought a church. My husband was like, what are you talking about? But you know, it ended up working. We contracted out everything sure. for that property. Mm-hmm. So we had a local junk removal place, um, Truck and Junk, who are fabulous. Great. If people are interested in getting into um, property investment, get Truck and Junk on your list of contacts. So they came and took everything out, and then we hired a plumber to run all new water lines, mm-hmm. had Midwest Restoration come right. over and do mold mitigation, and then um, a painter came and painted everything, and we put it on the market. So were you were you concerned about the mold that was in the church when you bought it? Um, no. Again, a lot of people are going to be turned off by mold, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a scary thing. You absolutely don't want to be living in or owning a property that's mold, but it's easy to mitigate. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was not a concern for me personally. Um, I knew a professional that could take care of it because it was large scale mold, um, but hired the company and they came in and made it good as new. That's great. And and so do you still have that or you sold it now? Um, So we sold it on land contract. So we were still acting as the lender, but our land contract should be up at the end of this year. So then that's when we'll get our payout. Great, great. Was was there one more property that you flipped as well then? Yeah, so um, we did, this is my favorite one. <laughs> um, we just flipped a um, duplex. Okay. And it's actually the duplex that I grew up in. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, that was real exciting. Um, I lived there from the time I was one until I was 13. My parents rented out the bottom part of the duplex. Wow. It's an upper <laughs> lower. So it was real fun to go back in there with my parents and my sisters and just be like remember when remember (laughs) when and contacted old neighborhood friends that I grew up with it was I mean I grew up we didn't have a lot of money um and my husband was the same way so I really feel like gosh I'm gonna like get emotional (laughs) um it was really full circle for us it was a really neat you know, emotional flip. I don't recommend getting into (laughs) emotional purchases because you tend to spend a little more and maybe make emotional decisions, but it ended up working out. I mean, fabulously for it's, us. It's funny. To say, so I, I mean, I drive past my childhood home in Little Shoot and um, the, the people that bought it, I think one after my parents basically did a renovation and, and we look at it when we drive by and we're like, why did mom and dad do this? And yeah. it would have been such a cool house if we would have grown up with uh, with these improvements on it. So, so how did you get connected with that property? And So Chad, I think I have a little <laughs> bit of ESP in me. There's something really weird, but um, I was just thinking like, gosh, it would be so awesome to own that home. It's a block off of downtown Appleton, mm-hmm. which I love downtown yeah. Appleton, the, the whole river area. 
And one day I'm like, I'm just going to write a letter and I'm going to knock on the door and just see, you know, what happens. <laughs> so I wrote a letter just saying, you know, hey, my name is Amanda Furman. I used to live in the bottom of this oh property. Gosh. And um, I knocked on the door and the same man who lived upstairs was still living there oh, wow. 30 years <laughs> later. So... I was like, hey, I'm Mandy. I used to live below. And he's like, Mandy, I remember (laughs) you. You know this place is about to be for sale. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, read this letter. And the week later, we were under contract. Oh, my gosh. That is fantastic. Yeah. So so I think we talked a little bit earlier on some of the numbers that you put into this place. So what... What did that all look like for you? Um, so again, we made it as easy as possible mm-hmm. on these um, sellers. We just kind of said, you know, leave it as is. We did have a home inspection on this one, um, but we did not write it as part of our okay. offer to purchase. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, okay, what are we getting ourselves sure. into here? The house was built in 1882, I think. Oh, really? It's one of okay. the very first properties oh, well. um, in the Appleton area. So, um, you know, we had the home inspection. We got it for a pretty good price. Um, it was a cash offer mm-hmm. again, so um, that helps. But we purchased it for around ninety, and we stuck about seventy thousand dollars into okay. it. So it needed new windows, it needed new siding, um, and then we pretty much redid every single surface oh. in the inside of it. That's great. And so you still have that one or you still? Yep. No, okay. that one we're holding. So right. that is our very first rental. Okay. All right. Um, our our first part of our rental portfolio that we plan on building. <laughs> nice. And so how, how long did it take to get tenants in there? Was, was that an easy process for you guys to get? It was. In? We um, had the upper unit rented out. It was actually an old client. My aunt's friend um, asked us about renting mm-hmm. up the upper unit, and she actually helped us do some of the finishing work oh, on nice. the property. Um, and then the lower, we actually hired a property management company um, to help us interview, okay. background check um, potential renters. Sure. And the very first people that went through and looked at it signed a contract. Wow. So yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> so so how, that property management piece, how, how long did it take to find the right property manager for you? Um, so working in real estate, um, Colo Banker Real Estate Group actually has a property oh, management okay. division. Great. So they're my coworkers. I know them. I trust nice. them. Um, so we hired them. And, and was been... that always kind of the plan is to take that, you know, you've got other things to focus on. Let's take that property management piece off of your plate. It actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, they had kind of approached me. I'm very, I post a lot on Facebook and Instagram just about our different little adventures that we sure. do in real estate. Um, and they had approached me and just when they gave me the numbers, it made sense. Like, okay, I'm going to spend my time doing this when I could be out with clients. Yeah. You take care of this. This is, you know, your, where you shine. Sure. So yeah, it worked out really oh, well. That's good. So as much as you're comfortable sharing, what, what is, I mean, do you have a long-term vision kind of where you go from here or what kind of the next, uh, next step is going to be for you? So my end goal is to have a rental portfolio where we're bringing in $10,000 a month. Nice. So um, I think like long-term, that's kind of owning my own business. That's part of my retirement mm-hmm. planning. Um, and then really it's, you know, as many units as it takes mm-hmm. to get to to that point. So sure. that's our plan for rentals. And I think on the flipping side, we'll just continue to do that as long as it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, as it has to be the right property, it has to be the right market. Um, but that's our plan. 
But really, no horror stories so far with your flipping or... Uh... Oh, I can tell you some. <laughs> I'd um, love to hear it. On our first flip, and again, I consider myself to have a pretty trained eye. Mm. Um, the buyer had a home inspection, and we ended up having to do some foundation repair work. Ooh, okay. And foundation repair work, now, it's not as crazy expensive as a lot of people think. Like, we're not talking 20 or 30 grand. But, I mean, it was several, you know, it was a couple thousand dollars sure. mm-hmm. that we were not planning on. So. Sure. that that wasn't great um let's see the cleanup on our duplex that we bought the upper lower was pretty terrible mm-hmm. it was in really rough condition <laughs> um and there were some days that i had to like hold it together while i was cleaning <laughs> but um you know that's elbow elbow sure. grease work i sure. guess yeah so, I mean, how do you how do you balance your schedule? Obviously, you've got a lot of things going on, and with the renovation, I mean, how do you how do you mix wanting to get in there and get it done right away with just kind of doing the day to day things that you're doing? I would be lying if I said that <laughs> I have this all figured out how to balance career, property investing, kids, our own house, that sort of thing. But you know, I just think I'm coming to the point now where it used to be we wanted to do everything ourselves mm-hmm. because we could do it for cheaper. But my husband and I are starting to realize now that. Our time is money. And we kind of factored out, you know, if I can be working real estate and making $50 an hour doing that, it makes sense for me to continue doing that and pay somebody else $25 an hour Mm -hmm. to do, you know, the renovation work. So we didn't start off that way, mostly because we didn't have the the financial means to. But now after, you know, a few properties, we're getting to that point. Mm -hmm. So you talk about having good good partners and, and things like that. So so if you is your contract list fully built out, or there's things that are kind of moving in and out? Do you have people that you trust, or are you still kind of working working through some some people? Um, we have one general contractor that um, we work with, and he's great. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of subcontracting too. Good. And then yeah, just in the industry again, I know you know plumbers and electricians, yeah, right. <laughs> um, painters. And then kind of have figured out over the years, too, what places do give you really good quality products at, you know, the cheapest price you can get them. Mm -hmm. So it didn't come overnight again, (laughs) trial, error, researching. But, yeah, that's where we're at. No, that's great. How about on the financing side? You talk about building a bigger rental portfolio. I mean, is is that something that's in your wheelhouse or or is that something that you're going to contract out as you as you go on? No, we'll definitely, um, I, I think we're just going to continue to take, you know, equity we have mm-hmm. in properties and put them into new properties. Sure. Um, our rents, take those and obviously, you know, aggressively pay off the mortgages, but the excess, rather than having it sit in a savings account, sure. you know, we'll reinvest it into mm-hmm. new properties. And, and do you have an accountant that you work with that, that kind of helps you as well? Oh my gosh, yes. We, <laughs> yeah, that, I, that is one thing. Um, accountants, when you are in property um, investing, you need to hire a good accountant mm-hmm. because yes, they're going to cost you money, but they will save you right. so much money in the end. Yes. How many, how many people did you have to interview on, on, on that side of things? Um, so I have a friend who owns a very large business in the Fox Cities and he's also a real estate investor and he basically just set me up with the guy that he uses um and david lewis from sutner associations is who we use um and he's been phenomenal for us he actually told me last year we were talking about you know just different ways to (laughs) you know be able to write stuff off and he asked me if i needed a new car 
And I was like, well, I mean, need or want, but he's like, if you buy a new car and put it in your business, you can do. So he became my best friend oh, that nice. day and went and bought my, my new car. Yeah, sold, sold, <laughs> yeah. huh? Uh, so in, in terms of kind of, um, you know, where where you go now in the future, you've got kind of this plan. I mean, are you constantly looking for new properties or just kind of see where they where, where it fits right, you know, in terms of what you run across? I am constantly looking. Mm -hmm. um, I feel in the future, moving forward, there's going to be three big sectors of real estate that is going to become really good, either flips or rentals. So one, it's going to be kind of like our first rental where, you know, you have aging parents and they're going into retirement homes or passing away, whatever the situation might be. And the inheritors, usually their children, you know, one lives in Washington, one lives in New York, one lives in Florida, and then there's one here. And they don't have the time or the means to be able to clean out the property. And, you know, our baby boomer generation yeah. is slowly hitting that age of, you know, end of life. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a huge sector that is really going to need some right. help when it comes to, you know, still giving them a really fair dollar amount for their properties, mm -hmm. but providing them a service. Um, and then it works out, you know, for you as a property right. investor. Um, churches are another one. Sure. Um, these big, massive churches. I think right now in the Fox Cities, we have three of them for sale. And we also have a problem with affordable housing. Mm -hmm. So I have an idea to buy some of these churches. Nice. A lot of them need to be rezoned. But once you do that, turning them into multifamily. Um, so that's another sure. sector. No, and then great. COVID with commercial buildings. Um, I think we're going to see more and more companies that are thinking, you know, why do we have these huge right. office buildings when, you know, our our staff is happier working from home and we don't have that overhead. Mm -hmm. So I see that being another big yeah. area of opportunity. So do you think that that Airbnb type housing, is that something that's going to be part of your plan in the future? Or um, Yes, that one will be a personal purchase for us that mm -hmm. we will use. But while we're not there, sure. we're also would do the Airbnb route. Yeah. Again, that would be a, a really opportune spot to hire a property management because mm -hmm. It's probably not going to be in Appleton. Um, it'll probably be something we use, you know, either a cottage or a cabin um, or maybe some sort of like beach condo sure. or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, I hate, hate to, you know, have this interview go by and not talk about just kind of the current state of the real estate market. I know uh, you are, are very up to speed on kind of where things are going. So what what are, where are things? How uh, on, Just on the real estate side, how are they going right now? We need people to sell their homes. <laughs> so right now in the Fox Cities, we are down 33% inventory from last year. And last year we were at record lows. Oh, wow. um, it is just, I mean, it's getting to be honestly at a dire state for people to list their homes. Um, a lot of people have so much equity in their mm -hmm. homes and with prices continuing to go up, it just makes sense right. for people to sell. If you are at a point in your life where you need to downsize or you're thinking about, you know, maybe buying a lakefront property and you have a more residential suburban or, you know, city home, list that thing mm -hmm. because you will, I mean, you're going to have 10 buyers sure. for your for your home. So, so it's first time home buyers, but it's also kind of the person moving up into their you know dream home or their forever home. Really, every single um, <laughs> sector, every single price category is 
hot right now. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a half million dollar property that had multiple offers on Jeez, it. Wow. I mean, that's pretty unheard of mm -hmm. in in this area. Yeah. Um, and the the lower the price point, you know, the first time home buyers, which we kind of consider two hundred thousand dollars and under, that's the hottest market. Mm -hmm. But still, it just it really bleeds into all of the other price yeah. points as well. No, that's great. Um, what about, um, so, so again, you know, that, that first time home buyer, you know, I still think the rental market is pretty strong though at, at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, still people want to rent as well as want to buy homes. I mean, do, do you have concerns about being able to fill vacancies in your rental properties or anything over the next, you know? year or 12 months? No, the demand is still so high mm -hmm. for rentals. Um, you know, people, I hear a lot, and I believe this myself too, um, being in real estate, you know, why rent? You're still paying a mortgage mm -hmm. when you're renting. You're just paying somebody else's right. mortgage and, you know, building up their wealth. Mm -hmm. So I really think buying is the way to go. But, you know, there's obstacles that come to buying. You mm -hmm. need to have a down payment. You need to have a certain credit score. Right. Um, so just working on, you know, improving those parts. And then as far as being the real estate investor, rental prices right now are just astronomical. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm hearing some of the new builds in downtown Appleton, the apartments down there, they're going for $2,200, dollars a month. Wow. And they don't even have parking. <laughs> wow. So, so do you think COVID kind of made this all happen? Did they speed up things or was it going to happen anyways? Um, you know, I don't, I feel like that's kind of a, a loaded question, yeah, really. I think there's, and, yeah. there, there's so many different facets that go into the housing market, so many different sectors that I really think it just was a perfect blend of you know, all yeah. of those sectors coming together and creating what we have now. Sure. Yeah. And there's always people that are either, you know, moving up from, you know, being in a multifamily and want to be in a duplex or a single family and people that are moving to the area and, and just want to, you know, be in a place short term. So yeah. how important have mentors been for you through your career and, and just trying to learn things and, and learn where you want to go with your path? Um, huge. Mm -hmm. I going back to my comment before, I really think everything is figure outable. Mm -hmm. And just like I'm sharing now, most people are excited to share what they've learned. Right. Um, I found that out as I go and have talked to other property investors, other realtors. Um, there's big realtors in the area that have been. I mean, I give a lot of my success to them because they've given me tips throughout. Sure. You know, my first few years in real estate that I have taken to heart and implemented and they've helped me astronomically. Um, I think if you can find somebody that is willing to kind of show you the basic foundation um, and then you can kind of take it and curtail it to what you want to do, mm -hmm. that's really the way to go. The internet, um, podcasts, mm -hmm. YouTube, there's so much knowledge mm -hmm. out there that all you have to do is do a search and everything is right on your fingertips. Right. No, exactly. How, how important has branding been to your overall success? Obviously on the on the realtor side, but what about on the real estate investing side? Does it, does it bleed over to that as well? So that's something I just talked to my husband about because as right now, like we don't even have a logo, most of our mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, we're still in the infant phase <laughs> of, of building our um, property investment. But I really think that there's a huge market that is about to come up for mm -hmm. property investing. And I am trying to focus on, you know, 
creating a logo and then some advertisement sure. saying, you know, do you have a, you know, a, an aging parent that, mm-hmm. you know, they might not need their house anymore? Yeah. Well, we can help you. And, you know, kind of finding what our little niche in property investment is. Right. Mm-hmm. How, you know, we're kind of starting to wrap up. Any any kind of last words of wisdom for people as they're kind of looking to get into real estate investing? So um, a couple things. We talked about this kind of <laughs> before the scenes here, but there will never be the right time to jump into property mm-hmm. investment. Do your homework, have a somewhat of a plan, mm-hmm. but don't have the someday syndrome. Mm-hmm. Someday I'm going to do it. Someday I'm going to do it. Just do it. Start small. Don't buy a you know two hundred fifty thousand dollar <laughs> investment property right away. Don't tackle Start- a, a you know one hundred percent renovation on, on what yes. you buy either. Right. <laughs> exactly. Start small and then just build it from there. Like I think about people that have all of this equity in their homes and they're kind of thinking like you know what do we do with this money? Mm-hmm. It is it's your nest egg yeah. just sitting there untapped. Yeah. It's just money that is not growing at all take it and invest it in something sure and because of the market you're probably gonna have to submit a bunch of offers before you get that right you know that right property probably as well yep Mm -hmm. investment properties they i mean if you're looking to do flips those um they're it's getting pretty darn competitive out there for flips rentals you know look for the one that looks like it's falling apart you Mm -hmm. know and fix it up make it nice people will rent it out Mm -hmm. so Kind of look for those diamonds in the rough. Oh, that's great. So where, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? I know you're on a couple different of the socials. Yeah, so I have um, Amanda Furman with Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group. That's my Facebook page. And then I'm Amanda.Furman.Homes on Instagram. And my number is 920-222-1068. You know, I'm happy to answer any questions that people have related to real estate property investing. Um, You know, I've been helped out a lot and I like to pass that on to other people that are interested in getting into it. No, this this was great. Again, you're you're super knowledgeable. We're excited to have you. And uh, thanks again for, uh, for, for stopping out. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was super fun. All right. 